Hello, you're listening to Repent and Believe Podcast with Cynthia Smalls, founder of Back to God Ministries. Welcome, my friends. Here, we talk about and teach the message of Jesus Christ, the only one who can claim the title of Savior of the world. We also discuss all things repentance and belief in Jesus Christ and how all these things tie into living a lifestyle where our deeds are manifested and fashioned in God so that we may be molded by the Father into vessels to be used for His glory. Amen? Amen. Okay, so let's get started. Hey everyone, before we get started, I like to say thank you for tuning in. And if you enjoy my podcast, please share, download, leave me a message or comment. Thanks guys. Hello everyone. And this is Cynthia Smalls with Back to God Ministries. How is everyone doing today? I pray that all is well in your lives, that you are walking by faith and not by sight. You, my friends, are to never give up on the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Because folks, what we are going to see today, it all boils down to this. It's either heaven or hell, turn or burn. We cannot walk in our own light. Oh, absolutely not. And so, as we will see with today's lesson, what we can expect from God's hand when we walk continuously in darkness, in sin, when we walk by our own light, we don't heed to his counsel. We don't fully appreciate what Christ Jesus has done for us at the cross. We trample over the blood. We grieve the Holy Spirit. So, what is left for God to do with you? What can we expect from his hand when we walk according to our own light, according to our own dreams, hopes, ambitions, our own purposes, outside of Jesus, apart from him. He done already told us, apart from him, without him, we can do nothing. But you see, the pride in a person will tell Jesus, you are, you are wrong. I can do this without you. So, let us see how all of that will pan out. So, let us pray. Father, in the name of Christ Jesus, we love you. We want you to be our king. Heavenly Father, Hallowed be thy holy name. May your kingdom come. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Father, please allow me to pray from 1 John 3, 
so as there shall be no mistaken who the children of God are and who the children of the devil are. We who are yours, we don't make it a practice to keep on sinning. So, let us begin in verse 1 of 1 John 3. See how very much our Father loves us, for He calls us His children, and that is what we are. But the people who belong to this world don't recognize that we are God's children because they don't know Him. Dear friends, we are already God's children, but He has but he has not yet shown us what we will be like when Christ appears. But we do know that we will be like him, for we will see him as he really is. And all who have this eager expectation will keep themselves pure, just as he is pure. Everyone who sins is breaking God's law. For all sin is contrary to the law of God. And if no, and you know that Jesus came to take away our sins, and there is no sin in him. Anyone who continues to live in him, well, guess what? Will not sin. But anyone who keeps on sinning does not know him or understand who he is. Dear children, don't let anyone deceive you about this. When people do what is right, it shows that they are righteous, even as Christ is righteous. But when people keep on sinning, it shows that they belong to the devil, who has been sinning since the beginning. But the Son of God came to destroy the works of the devil, those who have been born into God's family, do not make a practice of sinning. Why? Because God's life is in them, so they can't keep on sinning. Why? Because they are children of God. Verse 10, So now, we can tell who are children of God and who are children of the devil. Listen, anyone who does not live righteously and does not love other believers does not belong to God. Amen. Lord Jesus, thank you. That you are, you are always interceding for us. 
you are praying for us. Lord, just as you spoke to Peter in Luke 22, starting at verse 31, where you said, Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift you, to sift each of you like wheat. But I have pleaded in prayer for you, Simon, that your faith should not fail. So when you have repented and turned to me again, strengthen your brothers. Amen. Lord Jesus, thank you for pleading in prayer for us as well. Thank you, Lord. We look in eager expectation for your soon coming. Come, Lord. Even so, come, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And Father, may today's lesson bring you glory. I ask for wisdom to be able to teach this lesson. And may the Holy Spirit move on me, open me up to understanding of your word. Father, I want to learn. Thank you for your grace, your mercy, and patience. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. All right, folks. Here we go. Let me just set the tone right here right now god ain't playing and jesus ain't playing with that lake of fire you playing you playing to think that you can stay in willful practicing deliberate everyday sin and still get to go to heaven you can come up with all of your plans for your life your your life purpose your goals your dreams your ambition you hanging on to this pagan world following trends following behind people worshiping mere mortals you ain't going to make it jesus is absolutely clear apart from him we can do nothing and those of us who have called on the name of the lord to be saved he is our lord and master so he's the vine and we are the loyal, faithful branches. We need the sap. If we wither and be broken off, Jesus says that we will be bundled and thrown into the fire to be burned. Don't you realize that your good works in Jesus your spiritual growth, you living a repentant, crucified, 
obedient life brings glory to the Father. You glorified God when you are keeping in repentance, where you are producing fruit of the Spirit. You bring glory to the Father as, thank you, Holy Spirit, as obedient children who rely on their source. Our source is the Father. We depend totally upon Him and we rely on Him. We trust Him. We, we, completely wrap our lives around his word. He is wisdom. So don't you think he knows what is best for us, how we should walk this life out in Christ Jesus? Because it is God's will that no man should perish, but that all men everywhere should come to repentance. So, like I said, if you want to do the opposite of all of that, well, guess what? God ain't playing with that lake of fire. Listen, righteousness is right standing with God. You must put your complete trust in God and ask him to guide you along your path. And just as scripture promises, you will not be disappointed in your wait because as we are waiting for Jesus to come back, we are to live holy lives. We are to be perfect as he is perfect. I don't want to hear any humanism talking about how, oh, it's impossible to be perfect. We are not Jesus because only Jesus was perfect. It is impossible to walk this earth and be sinless. So... According to you, then, Jesus lied to us. He gave us, according to that theory of yours, Jesus gave us one of the most impossible tasks to complete when he said to that woman who was caught in the very act of adultery over there in John eight eleven to go, comma, and sin no more, then you are calling Jesus a liar because it, according to you now, it is impossible to go and sin no more. Well, my friend, I am here to tell you, you are the liar because it is possible. Listen, you have to come to a point in your walk with Christ that you hate sin. You have to hate sin just as much as God does. He hates sin. 
So until you come to a place in your life that you absolutely detest sin, even the the hint of immorality, and you shun it, that is when you, my friend, have has have met the real Jesus because when the real Jesus Christ shows up in your life all you want to do is live a repentive life you don't want to be around sin you don't want to be in sin you will make no excuses for sin like I always say on the podcast listen the Holy Spirit gave me this inspired thought that since we know through scripture that Jesus dealt with sin at the cross through his death, burial, and resurrection, Jesus abolished sin's control and domination and mastery over you. Sin has lost its grip in your life. And so based on that premise, the Holy Spirit gave me this inspired thought to say that sin has no say unless you give it a say in your life. Because we have to be like walking dead people around here. We have been crucified with Christ Jesus. We no longer live according to our our own light. We don't live according to what we want to do. No, Christ Jesus lives on the inside of us. So, the life we now live in this body, we live we live it by faith in the Son of God who loved us and gave himself up for us. So, no, do not walk in your own light, in your own ways, by your own finite thinking. This will get us absolutely nowhere, my friend. You have to understand, you have to come to a place of complete reliance on Jesus. Your reliance on the Father has to be cemented. I'm telling you, my hand is raised. I know how it was walking in my own light. I made, I, okay, I got to point the finger to myself. I made my, my life absolutely miserable complete misery when I was walking in my own prideful light. So, like I said, that will get us absolutely nowhere fast. We must come to terms that we need Jesus. We need the Father. We need the Holy Spirit working in our lives. guiding us, leading us, training us, 
correcting us and if need be, rebuking us. Oh, absolutely, we need correction. Because with, without correction, without God's word being the guardrails of our lives, we will go off the cliff. We, folks, I can't say it enough today. We need Jesus. We need him to tell us that we are going in the wrong direction to turn around and head back to the path that is straight, to the path that is narrow now, right now. You're heading in a ditch. Watch out. You don't want to be stumbling around in darkness because of sin and disobedience. Folks, it really is heaven or hell. I'm being led by the Holy Spirit to repeat often on this podcast that God ain't playing with that lake of fire. Oh, absolutely not. Look, he will not be mocked. Galatians 6, 7 through 9. Now, I'm going to read the Amplified. It says, Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. He will not allow himself to be ridiculed, nor treated with contempt, nor allow his precepts to be scornfully set aside for whatever a man sows this and this only is what he will reap for the one who sows to his to his flesh his sinful capacity his worldliness his disgraceful impulses guess what will reap from the flesh ruin and destruction but the one who sows to the spirit will from the spirit reap eternal life verse 9 let us not grow weary or become discouraged in doing good for at the proper time we will reap if we do not give in. Amen. So yes, we need to be constantly reminded that we have been reconciled back to God through the atoning sacrifice of Christ Jesus. Look, this bears repeating. So I'm going to give it to y'all how the Holy Spirit gave it to me. That once, excuse me, that once you repent and, and confess that sin or sins, you must not go back to that lifestyle. We must walk fully in obedience to God with a clear conscience, with clean hands, and an upright, pure heart whose motive is to please and serve our Heavenly Father and to be conformed 
into the image of his son who died for our sins. Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection abolished, I told y'all, sin's control and mastery over our lives. Amen. Amen. I, I can't say it enough. Sin doesn't have dominance over you anymore. Oh, absolutely not. So, we no longer make provision for sin in our lives by killing that flesh. In Christ, we have been born again and we walk by the Spirit and not the flesh. 1 John 1 9 tells us that if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Folks, the key thing is that once you confess that sin or sins and repent it, you must not go back to that sin or any other sins. That's why, no, that's what was the children of Israel's problem. They would sin, lament to God, sacrifice an offering. Then when God had mercy on them and forgave them and accepted their sin offering from the high priest, they would go right back into sin shortly thereafter. It was their perpetual cycle. Sin, beg for mercy, God forgives, they repent for a little while, then sin again, and would keep on repeating this. So, what am I saying? I'm saying that once you repent and confess, you cannot go back to sin ever. Otherwise, we take God's grace as a license, uh, as a license to sin. And like Paul said, God forbid. So then, we must respond to the gospel with a resounding yes lord save me folks our father sent the lord jesus christ from heaven to this sin sick dark violating of a world to die for the sins of many listen i'm i'm giving this to y'all exactly how the Holy Spirit gave it to me. Jesus willingly laid down his life as a sacrifice, a propitiation to appease the wrath of holy God, whose people sinned continuously. Jesus took the punishment that was rightly due to us because we racked up and stacked up a huge sin debt that we could not pay for ourselves. God's wrath was against us because we did not want to give up sinning. Listen, 
Christ Jesus paid the penalty for our sins by dying on the cross. The Bible says, For the wages of sin is death, according to Romans 6.23. Jesus paid our sin debt in full on the cross. The perfect God-man, the Lord Jesus Christ, paid the perfect, sufficient payment for sin. His life as a ransom for many. Jesus shed blood on the cross, was sprinkled on the mercy seat of God in heaven. Yeah, folks, we are talking about the gospel. Jesus shed blood on the cross, was sprinkled on the mercy seat of God in heaven, and through his blood sacrifice, Jesus made atonement for our sins, reconciling us back to the Father. And through his shed blood, we can have forgiveness of our sins. Thank you, Lord for this ministry of reconciliation that we should go out into the whole world and let people know that through you, Lord Jesus, we can be reconciled back to God and that we can have eternal life and that we can have our sins forgiven through what you have done for the world on the cross. So, the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ is that he died on the cross for our sins, and then he was buried, and then on the third day, by the power, thank you Holy Spirit, by the power of the Holy Spirit, to the glory of God, God raised Jesus from the dead. Through his death, burial, and resurrection, Jesus has set us free from the control and power sin had over our whole entire lives. Yes, I'm being repetitive for a reason. We must let the lost know that they can turn back to God, that they can repent of their sins, and through, and through Jesus' shed blood, they too can be forgiven. They too, by faith, can have eternal life through Christ Jesus. They too can be indwelled, indwelled with the Holy Spirit. It, listen, as long as God has given you grace to be alive today, don't, hark, don't harden your heart. Hearken unto the Lord today. Today is the day of salvation. So, folks, Jesus defeated death by his resurrection by remaining alive to this very day, interceding, praying for the saints. Amen. We must believe by faith 
we must believe this gospel. We must obey this gospel by not rejecting what Christ Jesus has done for us at the cross. We must repent of our sins, forsake them, and never to return back to the vomit. We must be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, not the removal of dirt from the flesh, flesh, but an appeal to God for a good conscience. And that's First Peter 3.21. We must now have a complete change of mind where sin and God is concerned. I told y'all, God hates sin. God is holy. God is just and righteous. Therefore, we too must hate sin just as much as God does. We must do a 180 degree turn and go back to God and obey him henceforth in full obedience. We must respond by faith to Jesus' finished work at the cross with a resounding yes and with total acceptance receive him as Lord and Savior by faith. Yes, I'm beating this dead horse because this message must be proclaimed. With Listen, without Jesus there will be no salvation, there will be no reconciliation, and there will be no eternal life. You got to understand, everything hinges on whether or not you repent, believe by faith that our risen King died for your sins, and turn back to God. Otherwise, you will go to hell. So, speaking of hell, today let us examine Isaiah 50. Because in Isaiah 50 verses 10 through 11, God is telling us what we can expect from his hand when we choose to go our own way apart from him. And then we'll talk about what does that mean. Folks, we need Jesus. We want to strive to enter through that narrow door that leads to eternal life. Look, real quick, at Luke 13, and then we'll get to Isaiah. Look, verse 22 of Luke 13. Then Jesus went through the towns and villages, teaching as he made his way to Jerusalem. Someone asked him, Lord, are only a few people going to be saved? He said to them, in verse 24, Make every effort to enter through the narrow door. 
because many I tell you will try will try to enter and will not be able to once the owner of the house gets up and closes the door you will stand you will stand outside knocking and pleading sir open the door for us but he will answer i don't know you or where you come from then you will say we ate and drank with you and you taught in our streets but he will reply i don't know you or or where you come from away from me all you evil doers verse 28 there will be weeping there and gnashing of the teeth when you see abraham isaac and jacob and all the prophets in the kingdom of god but you yourselves thrown out people verse 29 listen people will come from east and west and north and south and will take their places at the feast in the kingdom of god amen what am i'm saying um folks i'm leaning hard on this teaching because i don't want to see anybody going to hell myself included we must know what awaits the disobedient and the unrepentant and the lukewarm carnal christian they ain't going to make it if they number 1 don't repent number 2 turn to and have faith in jesus for the forgiveness of their sins and be reconciled back to god also for the believer who thinks god is playing what does he tells us as followers of the lord jesus christ over there in hebrews 10:26 that if we now listen if we deliberately keep on sinning after we have received the knowledge of the truth no sacrifice for sins is left but only a fearful expectation of judgment and a raging fire that will consume the enemies of god anyone who rejected the law of moses died without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses how much more severely do you think someone deserves to be punished who has trampled the son of god underfoot who has treated as an unholy thing the blood of the covenant that that sanctified them who has insulted the spirit of grace for we know him who said it is mine to avenge i will repay and again the lord will judge his people 
the scripture is talking about the believer that the Lord will judge his people. Verse 31, it is a dreadful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Amen. Okay. So let us get to Isaiah 50 verses 10 through 11. Because again, God is going to show us what we can expect from his hand when we choose when we choose not to lean on him, trust in him, believe in him, and we want to walk by the light of our own fires. Okay, here we go. Verse 10 of Isaiah 50. Who is among you? Now this is the amplified. Who is among you who fears the Lord? See? He's asking us a question here. Who is among you who fears the Lord? Who obeys the voice of his servant? He's asking us, who is obeying the voice of Jesus? Because Jesus done already told us over here in Luke. Oh, what he said? Come on, let's, let us go back up here. Where he says, but he will reply, I don't know you or where you come from, away from me, all evildoers. And that's verse 27 of, what is this? Yeah, Luke 13. Okay, so let's, let's come on back. Let us come on back up here to Isaiah because it says, Who is among you who fears the Lord, who obeys the voice of his servant? Yet, who walks in darkness and has no light? Let him trust and be confident in the name of the Lord and let him rely on his God. Because although, folks, there will be times where we don't have the full light of God on a particular situation. And in that case, we, we walk in darkness. But we don't have to stay clueless in that darkness as we await God's direction. So what do we do in the meantime? Well, the verse just told us, let him trust and be confident in the name of the Lord and let him rely on his God. That is what we do. We don't be like, well, God is taking too long to show me the way, so I'm going to make my own way. When you do that, all you're going to do is create a bunch of Ishmael's in your life, God already gave you a promise about a thing. And, and as you walk in that out, we will come to different paths where we don't see the fulfillment yet of that promise. This is where faith comes into play. Because let us not forget the a story of Abraham and Sarah, because God gave them the promise of a son, Isaac. 
25 years um, had gone by, no Isaac. So they took it upon themselves to help God out. And so as the story goes, Abraham slept with Sarah's maid, Hagar, got her pregnant, produced Ishmael. But Ishmael was not the promised child. Isaac was. Okay, so we all know how that panned out. Isaac was was conceived and born. So getting back to Isaiah 50, verse 11, right? Because we were just reading how yet who walks in darkness and has no light, let him trust and be confident in the name of the Lord and let him rely on his God. Verse 11, listen carefully. All you who kindle your own fire, devising your own man-made plan of salvation, who surrounds yourselves with torches, walk by the light of your self-made fire, and among the torches that you have set ablaze, hmm, but this you will have from my hand. Look at what the Lord is saying. You want to walk by your own light? You want to walk by your own self-made fire and your own uh, torches? Okay, okay. Well, this is what you can expect from my hand. You will lie down in a place of torment. Amen. And folks, let us not be mistaken. This is a reference to Isaiah 66. Verses 22 to 24 that says, As surely as my new heavens and earth will remain, so will you always be my people with a name that will never disappear, says the Lord. All humanity will come to worship me from week to week and from month to month. And as they go out, Verse 24, they will see the dead bodies of those who have rebelled against me for the worms that devour them will never die. And the fire, let us not forget about this fire, folks. And the fire that burns them will never go out. Now, you know he's talking about that lake of fire because scriptures tells us that that fire will never be extinguished. Look, he says, and the fire that burns them will never go out. All who pass by will view them with utter horror. All who pass by will view them with utter horror. Yep. Let us not forget Revelation 14, verse 9. Then a third angel followed them, shouting, Anyone who worships the beast and his statue, statue 
or who accepts his mark on the forehead or on the hand must drink the wine of God's anger. It has been poured full strength into God's cup of wrath and they will be tormented with fire and burning sulfur in the presence of the holy angels and the lamb verse 11 the smoke of their torment will rise forever and ever and they will have no relief day or night why for they have worshipped the beast and his statue and have accepted the mark of his name amen so let us look at isaiah 50 verses 10 through 11 again now i'm going to read it in the new century version listen to this who among you fears the lord and obeys his servant that person may walk in the dark and have no light then let him trust in the Lord and yet depend on his God. But instead, some of you, some of you want to light your own fires and make your own light. So go walk in the light of your fires and trust your own light to guide you. But this is what you will receive from me you will lie down in a place of pain amen we wake up we got to wake ourselves up we need jesus we need to rely on him each and every step of the way because the scripture is telling us some of you want to walk some of you want to light your own fires and make your own light so go walk in the light of your fires and trust your own light to guide you because obviously right you don't want God, you don't want Jesus, you don't want to be led by the Holy Spirit because in, in your estimation, God is taking too long to get to your promised land. So, you walk about doing your own thing, setting your own plans, putting everything in motion. Okay, so God is saying, so go. Because evidently you ain't got no patience. I know what's best for you. I know the beginning from the end. I'm the Alpha and the Omega. Don't you think I know how this is all going to pan out? But you keep pushing my hand away. You don't want to walk by my light. You don't want to obey my servant. Okay, so go. <laughs> Listen, folks, we don't want to ever get to a point in this walk where you frustrate the Holy Spirit so much to the point that God turns you over to your desires. 
all of your mad man-made fires? You want to become a reprobate? Okay, well, it says, so go. Walk in the light of your fires and trust your own light to guide you. But this is what you will receive from me. God is like, look, I'm trying to tell you and show you and guide you the way to go by my light. But since you don't want that, okay, fine, go. But let me assure you, by you taking that path, well, this is what you can expect from my hand. Okay, you will lie down in a place of pain. <laughs> Listen, look, look at how the Message Bible puts it. Who go out there? No, who out there fears God? Actually listens to the voice of his servant? Question mark. For anyone out there who doesn't know where you where you are going, anyone groping in the dark, here's what. Trust in God. Lean on your God. But if but if all you are after is making trouble playing with fire, go ahead and see where it gets you. Set your fires stir people up blow on the faint on the flames but don't expect me but don't expect me to just stand there and watch i'll hold your feet to those flames so let's talk about what does all of that mean okay we are not to walk in our own light folks Based, based on this scripture, I want to highlight six points. Number one, reverent respect for the Lord. God asks us a question when he said, come on, let's, let's go back up here. When he asked the question, who among you fears the Lord and obeys his servant? Okay, so... That's the question. Because when you don't obey God, then you don't respect him. And that's just the bottom line. Because God asks us a question and reminds us of how we should respond to him. He qualifies that the advice he is about to give is for those who first and foremost fear him. In this context... The fear of the Lord is a reverent respect of the Lord God Almighty. This is a fear of reasoned trust in someone who is far more knowledgeable, powerful, and faithful than ourselves. God not only uses this type of fear as a qualifier, but also lists another qualifier, those who obey the word of his servant. Amen. Number two, obedience to orders. But what you mean? I got I to gotta do everything God tells me to do. Yep. Because I'm telling you, you don't want him to show you his hand. In rejection. 
So obedience is a key aspect to the fear of the Lord. We, we act upon what we believe. Obedience is an outward sign of acknowledgement of the authority of another. God calls us to obedience to him. Disobedience is sin. In this manner, he is calling those who believe in his name, his character. And to all who believe God, it is credited to them as righteousness. Amen. Number three, ambling or or wandering in absence of light. In an interesting twist, Isaiah talks about walking in darkness. While we are told that the word of God is a lamp for our feet, I'm sorry, is a light for our feet and a lamp for our path, in Psalms 119.105, this is a situation where the word of God is not shedding sufficient light to show you how to proceed. Here is an example. You have a choice between two job positions, right? And both seem as though they will honor God, yet each one has a drawback. Which should you choose? There will be times, my friend, when God's word, word does not shed enough light on your situation to make it clear how you should respond when that occurs, you are walking in darkness. God may even withhold his peace from you in this time of darkness. That is a scary place to be. Number four, complete conviction. And when you face this time of abject darkness, God tells us to trust anyway in his name, in his character, and rely upon him. God desires that we have complete and total trust in who he is, especially when circumstances are against us. He may, he may even do something that seems cruel and punishing. God may do the opposite. Like in John 11 verses 1 through 6, talking about the death of Lazarus. It says, now a man, a man named Lazarus was sick. He was from Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. This Mary, whose brother Lazarus now lay sick, was the same one who poured perfume on the Lord and wiped his feet with her hair. So the sisters sent word to Jesus, Lord, the one you love is sick. When he heard this, Jesus said, this sickness will not end in death. No, 
It is for God's glory so that God's son may be glorified through it. Verse 5, now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was two more days. Amen. So we all know the wonderful outcome of that story. Jesus eventually got to the tomb and raised Lazarus from the dead. Amen. So folks, when 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 God delays, if you will, when he does that, when when there is no promise that he will help, that can that can be devastating. You may begin to ask, does God even care? It is in darkness, my friend, that our faith is made stronger. In every case where we are walking in darkness, it is always better to wait upon God, wait upon the Lord, than to take matters into our own hands. Amen. That's the way to go. Number five, false fire. God warns us about making our own fire and walking about in it. We can come to conclusions apart from God that are devastatingly wrong. Additionally, we will be out of step with God's timing. Everything is about timing with God. If you doubt this, watch what happens when someone puts milk in a pot on medium heat and walks away. If they don't pay attention to it, they will receive a brand new kitchen. The old one will, will burn down and likely take the rest of the house with it. Folks, when we walk outside of the light of God, His timing and direction, we will not only miss, we will not only miss the blessings that He has in store for us, but we may very well receive something that has terrible consequences. I can speak all about that, my friend. When we walk in our own light, we are in effect telling God with our actions that we don't trust Him and we can do it all by, by ourselves. Listen, James four thirteen to 17 says this. Now listen, you who say today or tomorrow we will go to this or that city spend a year there, carry on business and make money. Yeah, this person got a whole plan going on, right? Verse 14, why do you not even, why you do not even know what will happen tomorrow? What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. As it is, you boast. 
in your arrogant schemes. See that? Folks, we boast in our arrogant fires and flames that we set for ourselves, directing our own paths. Nope, that will lead to consequences you don't want to have showing up in your life. Amen. You you don't want a bunch of Ishmael's showing up in your life. I can assure you. So look, verse, um, let's go back, right? Verse 16, as it is, you boast in your arrogant schemes. All such boasting is evil. If anyone then knows the good they ought to do and doesn't do it, it is sin for them. Number five, tumultuous torment. God then promises what our reward will be for disobeying him, turning our back upon him, distrusting him, and doing things our own way. Well, we will receive torment from his hand. I know that is a powerful statement. Rather than receive his blessing, we will receive torment. Think carefully about that, my friend. God takes this very seriously. He is a holy God, upright and just in everything that he does. He does, listen, listen. He does not take insolence and outright disobedience lying down. I keep telling y'all, God ain't playing with this lake of fire. You really think that you can walk around here doing your own thing, being insolent and disobedient and still get to go to heaven thinking you have God's favor and blessing on your life, you are deceived and you need to repent. No, he is not going to take this lying down. God may give you exactly what you asked for and it will be torment delivered from his just and holy hand. Amen. So look, just as a young child asking for a gorilla as a pet should be told, no, we need to trust in the wisdom of God who is all wise, all knowing, and completely faithful. For, for if we don't, and when we decide to reject Jesus, after he has graciously been faithful in all things, we will certainly deserve what we get. Don't allow your circumstances to control your emotions and permit them to inform your intellect. Do not, do not lean on your own understanding. Instead, trust in the Lord. Yes, I know this is a broken record, but it needs to be said. Do not lean on your own understanding. Trust in the Lord and allow your intellect 
to direct your will and force your emotions to be in obedience with God's holy word. No matter how painful, devastating, and crushing your circumstances may be, for God will provide everything you need in the time that you need it to get through everything in life. The Lord has promised, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Amen. So, in closing, let us be encouraged. Even after all of that, let us be encouraged. Revelation 22, which gives us a glimpse of the other side of Isaiah 66 because it talks about those who will enter the city in glory because let us not forget what what Isaiah 66 was talking about it was talking about how people will come and go to worship the Lord in the new Jerusalem week after week month after month and as they go out they will see the dead bodies of those who have rebelled against God over there in that lake of fire and that how they will they will walk by and see these dead bodies in utter horror so let's look at revelation 20 about these people who walk in, in, in glory. Verse 14 of Revelation 22. And this is the close. Blessed are those who wash their robes. They will be permitted to enter through the gates of the city. And eat the fruit from the tree of life. Outside. Telling y'all over there in that lake of fire outside the city are the dogs, the sorcerers, the sexual immoral, the murderers, the idol worshipers, and all who love to live a lie. Verse 17. Okay. Um, right. I, I want to mention where it says in verse 15 outside the city well that's what isaiah 66 was telling us that how as they come and go when they go out they will see these dead rebels these uh dogs these sorcerers the sexual immoral the murderers the idol worshipers and all who love to live a lie they will see these people and the smoke of their torment will rise day and night all this because you decided to go your own way you decided not to trust in jesus as lord and savior therefore you have not been reconciled back to god you wanted to walk in your own light, in your own fires, being being um, led by the torches that you have set ablaze. All of your man-made plans, desires, beliefs, all of that apart from Jesus. 
He ain't playing with this lake of fire. Look, if we come down to verse 17 of Revelation 22, the spirit and the bride say, come, let anyone who hears this come, let anyone who is thirsty come, let anyone who desires drink freely from the water of life. Amen. Now look, if we go back up one chapter to Revelation 21, look, verse 21, which also gives us a glimpse of the other side of Isaiah 66, because it talks about those who will enter um, the city in glory. Look, it says in verse 21, the 12 gates were made of pearls, each gate from a single pearl, and the main street was pure gold as as clear as glass. Verse 22, I saw, I saw no temple in the city for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. And the city has no need of sun or moon for the glory of God illuminates the city and the Lamb is it and the Lamb is its light. Verse 24, the nations, here we go, will walk in its light and the kings of the world will enter the city in all their glory. Its gates will never be closed at the end of the day. Why? Because there is no night there and all the nations will bring their glory and honor into the city. Verse 27, nothing evil will be allowed to enter, nor anyone who practices shameful idolatry and dishonesty, but only those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life. Amen. Amen. Father, in the name of Christ Jesus, we want your direction. Direct our lives by your Holy Spirit. No, we don't want to walk by our own light. We don't want to be guided by the torches that we have set ablaze. No, we want what you want for us. Let it not be our will, just like Jesus prayed that night. But let your will be done in your life. Father, those of us who truly love you will obey your commandments. Lord Jesus, we will strive to enter into the narrow gate. We don't want to hear how you don't know us. After we plead with you that we ate with you and we drank with you and and how you preached in our streets. We don't want you to close the door on us talking about how I don't know you. Depart from me, you workers of iniquity. Lord, we ask for your guidance to live this life in you to live it 
according to God's word. Help us today. Have mercy. We are children of the light. If there is anything that we don't have God's light on in that particular situation, we are to wait patiently for the answer and rely on him and trust in him and continue to do what he last told us to do. Because we know in the end, it will all work out for our good. We don't ever want to be in a position where God turns us over as a reprobate. So, Father, I pray that today's lesson brought you glory. We rely on you. We trust in you. And we shall be obedient children as we await for our Lord and Savior Jesus to return. Hallowed be thy holy and righteous name. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. Amen. All right, folks. Another one in the can. Repent and believe. Turn from your sins and turn to God. As 1 Corinthians 15, 33 to 34 tells us, Bad company corrupts good morals. Come to your senses. We got to be sober-minded, folks, and stop sinning. Amen. Amen. All right, folks. Lord willing, until next time, I shall be speaking to you all soon. Bye for now. Thank you guys for tuning in. I truly appreciate all your support. Until next time, I'll be talking to y'all soon. Bye.